you're listening to Science Boobies, culturally insensitive quantum physics and space-time stuff. With your hosts, Jen and Brian, you can find us on scienceboobies.com. That's right, boobies. Welcome to Science Boobies, all you boobsters, science boobyites, uh, booblicious people, and people with boobies um, of your own. Um, please feel free to bring those boobies to the Science Boobies show. It is a potluck, and all are invited. Um, my co-host, Jen, has brought her science boobies to the show. Jen, what's up? Hi, everyone. Great to see you. I mean, great to be here, and you can't, can't see any of them. <laughs> um, what is on your mind? I, I, I'm really scared to even ask this, Jen. But what's on your mind? I've got a few things on the go right now. Okay, like what? I've been looking at why water molecules are bent. Yeah, w- what are you talking about? Well, think about uh, it. Why would I? I saw that post and I'm like, is she high? Like, well, what do you mean you know bent? What do you mean bent? Okay, well, if you look up a water molecule online, mm-hmm. you'll notice that it's bent. It's like oh an, not an L shape, but it's not a line. What does that have to do with anything? Well, there's a central oxygen. And then there are two hydrogens. Yeah. So why aren't they equally repelled from each other, i.e., why isn't it a straight molecule? I got two words for you. Artist's rendition. <laughs> no, it's not even an artist's rendition. This is something they've been able to deduce from <laughs> experiments. They know it's it's bent. I'm I'm worried that that you're reading like old science journals and literature and then that information is going through the process of your brain molecules, which apparently are also bent. And, and then you're telling me this stuff about the fact that like they don't have the same attraction or repulsion or whatever. And that must mean that time travel is impossible. Like, I don't understand like how you get from one or the other. So please explain. It has to do with uh, entropy. It has to do oh, with... God. Oh, my God. I'm already getting a headache. <laughs> oh, God. Can you be listening out there want to send me... For observable interactions, entropy always oh. increases. If any if any listeners out there have a, a spare bottle of Anison, please please mail it to us. <laughs> Maybe you um, should take a pamperin while you're at it. Oh, 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 I'm so, uh, I'm so offended by that, by your um, <laughs> aggressively, uh, you know, conservative sensibilities. Um, okay, so anyway, now that I've taken my pamperin and I'm sipping my herbal tea, um, what, um, what are you talking about? Based on the Western chemistry model precept, mm-hmm. it's, there's something called valence shell electron pair repulsion. In other mm-hmm. words, the electrons are supposed to repel each other in okay. a way in a way that maximizes the distance between those electrons. But they don't. How if in and, and, and if you think about it, if that's the case, why aren't the hydrogens pushed to either edge? so that their individual electronic waveforms can be maximally repelled from each other. I think I know the answer to this. I'm going to skip ahead. I think I actually know the answer to this. Because, you? because in the solar system, when a planet has a strange orbit, that usually means there's another body pulling on it. So that means either there is an invisible um, atom within the water molecule or there's some dark matter or energy at work. Do you think one of those things are true? I think, like, you have to have a really dark heart. 
Just answer the question. Do you think it possibly could be dark matter slash dark energy or some sort of invisible, as of yet undetectable element? Yeah, it's it's actually an invisible. Well, it's an invisible manifestation of a quantum state. Does that it is have a name? It's ISO, or I guess there's no word for it because it hasn't really been invented yet. I well, one of the words I was going around was you I was going to say homologous, which I know sounds really. It sounds like blowing your nose, basically. But it's what's that word again? Homologous. So if homologous. you think of it as all the valence electrons, in the case of water, you'd have six valence electrons coming from the oxygen and then one coming from each of the hydrogen, which yeah. would give you a total of eight, which is the same as uh, neon, that's eh, as also eight, which is a spherical shape, and that's because a spherical shape, why, why does a, a single uh, noble gas have a approximately spherical shape? That has to do with entropy. The sphere is like the lowest energy shape. Like if you blow a bubble, it's always a yeah. sphere, right? It's the same idea with that. So because these eight electrons configure in a spherical shape, <clears throat> the water molecule bends to become more like that sphere. You know, just does anyone else know this? Knowledge or did you just, there? Jen, does anyone else know this, or did you just make? Did you just figure this out? Nobody yourself else knows it. It's to so give this people is this, this is a Jen thing. It's to this give people ammunition to, so that they can say, oh, if the education system wasn't so shit, look at how cool everybody would be like Jen would just be normal rather than a freak, which is exactly what this whole life well, has been, which has been worth it. If I can make that change and say, like, I've suffered my whole life because of this horrible cultural Marxism garbage and everybody mm-hmm. being basically a closet communist, if I can sacrifice myself in that sense, make society I just, better. I, I, I just want to just say to the audience again, I apologize that Jen has managed to fit in the words Marxism. Um, oh, didn't we discuss this entropy. last time? Yeah, oh, you guys, it's, it's like a facial tick of yours. It's like a, you have a facial tick. Some people always blink their eyes. Jen always uses uh, entropy, um, uh, um, coordinate system, and Marxism. Um, in every sense. I mean, she could be on a date and and the date could be like, oh, Jen, you're so hot. Oh, kiss me, Jen, kiss me. And Jen would be like, I just have to let you know before we kiss that, that entropy is happening all around us and, and Marxism is killing us and your coordinate Marxism system. Marxism is a maximum system. entropy coordinate system. Yes, you need to pay for dinner with your coordinate system. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah, we, that usually gets guys really interested, you know. We got a lot them. to work on. We got a lot to work on tonight. All right. So, all right. So, bent water molecules, and but you've given them a name, hom- homologous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the okay. electron configuration is homologous to uh, neon. Therefore, there's going to be some bending in order to more closely resemble a circular shape. Which, if you take a water molecule, you can draw a circle around that that shape that and it's not in all atoms actually it's really interesting no, these back homologous up. Back up. Jen, back up. question <laughs> let's say a prayer for all the people in the world who feel like they need to believe in some stupid religion on second thought fuck that why has Jen? no one thought of this before you I think they have I think I figured out where it got covered up as well. Oh, now it's a cover-up. Well, you have to think, like, there's there's only so many times. Like, okay, it's like waltzing into a room, mm-hmm. okay? And maybe, you know, it's like, okay, you don't notice that there's, like, a spider on the floor, right? Maybe you don't. Yeah. If you waltz in a room and waltz out of the room and there's a spider on the floor, maybe you don't see it. But if there's, like, an elephant in the room, yeah, probably going to see it. And... Everyone so has just, seen this elephant. In this case, no, the elephant's that's what I'm no, nobody has been able. <laughs> nobody has expressed it the way that I have, and I think that's largely because the uh, physics is taught in a very uh, delineated fashion. Like you're either in one domain or another, or you're either in particle physics or 
um, quantum sort of, I guess, computing or modeling, uh, or you're like, they're just not taught in the same way, not to mention the standard model is wrong. So it goes off in all these incredibly confusing divergences, most notably general relativity, for, for which the mathematics are just like, for most people, they're inaccessible. That was my sort of, I don't want to say trigger, but if ever subject, I couldn't understand it, like, within pretty quickly, I figured the chances of being able to, like, share it with the people or the mm -hmm. average person catching on would be almost zero. So we stuck to things because I, I know just in my heart that there's a way to express it that is accessible that's not super crazy complicated in the math direction. So, like, people that have anxiety and stuff, um, they have trigger words and things that bother <laughs> them. And so you, your trigger word is standard model, and that, and that sets you off. Is that what you're saying? It does make me feel sad that people are overcomplicating things. Because if, if okay, it's like if you're you're in a cave and there's one jewel in that cave, but it's just like a maze cave. And okay. if you are going, if, if you see people going heading off into the wrong direction, even if they're mm -hmm. heading in the wrong direction more efficiently, you still want to kind of call out to them and say, hey, like, what is it helping your day-to-day -day existence to divide the universe into these four forces like has anybody's life been changed by the strong nuclear force or the weak nuclear force now they're saying they might find another force and they're talking about spherical it's like patchwork <laughs> it's patchwork physics it's almost like it it's like the physics and it, it's the quantum physics um version of like racism you know categorizing people into race artificially um, but in this case, scientists are categorizing forces and theories when they should be more kind of flowing like a river, you know, into each other. It's a very difficult delineation to make. You don't want to ignore all the work that's been done in the past, but if you mm -hmm. do enough research, you realize pretty quickly that there's also a lot of work done in, uh, to cover things up. So all you right, kind well, of have to be very, like... I look at it as um, competing hypotheses, right? Like even someone like Alex Jones, like I totally trust him. But let's say he turned out to be an agent. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm saying he's an about... agent. I'm just saying let's say he turns out to be an agent. I'll be like, oh, but my whole life isn't going to collapse into into shambles because of I that. I think it would, actually. If, if it turns out that Alex Jones is a psyop, I would be concerned for your well-being. I, I would call the Canadian suicide hotline, which I guess in Canada is just the, the uh, beer delivery service. <laughs> and they just show up and with a six pack and go, hey, uh, let let let's talk about it over a drink, eh? And and then you don't want to kill yourself anymore. So that's that's the Canadian suicide hotline. So is, is that what's going to happen? Or? Canadians are big sweeties. Like I do love that about them. They're very like concerned about your well being. Yes, and we all would be concerned for you if that were to happen. So. Plus, if Alex I, I don't want this podcast to end well, that's exactly what I'm saying is that I think the probability is low that he is. Um, but I also think that if he did end up being that, that I would say, oh, that sucks. I wouldn't, like, try to just convince, like, you see the level of dissonance, people who are loyal to someone like Hillary Clinton, who mm -hmm. has no actual evidence to support that loyalty, it's 100%. It's a battered wife syndrome. It's like, yeah, you fucking bitch and beat the shit out. And then it's like, oh, sorry, honey. Like, I won't do it again and then just do it over again, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a so cycle of that, abuse. So you think that the, the, the American electric, uh, electorate has been abused so continually that, that we're willing to just vote for the biggest abuser? You're, yeah, you, that's exactly what it is. It's the, it's the abuser that you're the most familiar with. You're like, okay, well, I know this one uses, you know, that brand of lube and, you know, whatever. I, I don't think, want to go into it too bad, but I it's definitely, there's, can... a, there's a psychosis there because mm -hmm. when the public confidence is breached, if there's no justice, then people, they do kind of tend to tune out because people have a very deep, uh, seated need for morality, moral justice. And what you're seeing today is basically a, the antithesis of that, where utter incompetence is rewarded. And anybody trying to do the right thing is fucked over. And that, that's just a general direction of society.
why I've gotten more involved because it's just, as the French say, insupportable. Yeah, that's sur la table, absolutely. Um, I think this country needs to move away from electoral politics and more towards clitoral politics. Do you agree? I was going to say a Twitter vote for what the fate of the worst offenders ought to be. A Twitter vote? Well, a Twitter vote, you know. Let the oh, people be democratic again. Let them uh, have a little, like, let off a little steam type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, are you concerned for the country's um, future if Donald Trump gets elected? Is he going to declare that all water molecules are evenly balanced despite what you say, and then you'll be um, a rebel in society and forced to, to hide out in pool halls and, uh, and recycling centers? <laughs> giving lectures about uh, about countervalence and, and dark matter and constantly being worried about getting raided by the the um the uh ATF and the uh and ICE uh, <laughs> so they can lock you up in some underground prison where where quantum physics is, is verboten and you, and you, ha- you can only learn from the standard model and you have to read a I page would of the standard model love it. you know listen, you have to read <laughs> a page of the standard model that. every day to get like something to eat <laughs> that could you happen know, to you know why would be good what you know when underground prison is good? Because it's basically, um, oh, what do you call those things? An antenna for psychic powers. What is a prison? Yeah, and an underground one at that. Okay, so you're saying your psychic powers would improve if you were in an underground prison? Well, it's a conductor. Okay. So you'll, it'll only make you more powerful, Jen. Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is that you can... <laughs> on my side but I am Jen, saying you Jen. wouldn't want to not be on my side Jen, That's all I'm Jen, Jen yes <laughs> please please stop drinking tonight please I just want to say something about Donald Trump okay all right go ahead just like Barack Obama before he got into office the first time people were so amazed and blah 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 I guess because the Canadians were excited they'd have four years of a black person to virtue signal away their racism. They seem to be hell-bent on covering up. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I don't care. I want to see what he does when he gets in office. And it was mm-hmm. obvious pretty early on that uh, um, what he was doing was going to upset a lot of people. Um, and over I think time, he had... I think his first his first two years in office, he had absolutely no spine, and he was just kind of being puppeted around. It kind of disappointed me. Puppets don't tend to take off the <laughs> strings. They they tend to be the people who are. And it's funny because it's like <laughs> Hillary's like <laughs> how messed up you have to be to like be willing to do that to your country. Like it's not just anyone. It's gonna be stone cold psychopath only who's going to be willing to hurt that many people all at well, once. So we I see Trump th- as an opportunity. I don't want to say, yeah. oh my God, it's awesome. Like I do post that on Facebook. That's mostly just to upset the Canadians. And that's because they're all, they're all ruffled up like hens and it's just like, I've had enough. But so I, I want to, I would say I give Trump a chance. I'm open to it. I didn't really, I knew Obama was a globalist going in. I didn't really, I assumed it would be a total disaster. But with Trump, you know, there's a chance he won't fuck it up. So you, so you didn't know that. Um, is that? I don't know. But it's a lot bigger than than the other one. Who is this going to be? Well, you, you didn't know that Obama was a Kenyan um, socialist? <laughs> the truth is that I I just, I was tuned out because, um, it was just a controlled opposition situation, and the people who are interested in Trump as a phenomenon understand that he's a departure from controlled opposition. Like he says what he wants, and he's always been his own man. And something I think is making it clear that a lot of people don't even understand what that. I'm going to tell you something that that I've only told my wife. And I'm going to just tell it to you and um, and all the listeners out there. And, and I just want you to just, just let me finish before you judge me. Don't judge me. I was so disappointed in Obama in his first term that I decided to, as a protest vote, vote for Mitt Romney. <laughs> so I voted for Mitt Romney. 
Not because I thought he'd be a better president, because I was just so disappointed in Obama's you first term. You want to take it back from Barack Obama. <laughs> you are so pissed drunk. Um, Sorry, there's a book called Stand on Zanzibar. It's a dystopian. Have you heard of it? No, no. Dystopian novel. Like, it's along the lines of 1984, Raping World, mm-hmm. etc. But it's said by many to be the most accurate, the most predictive. The thing was written in the 60s. And there's a president. The president of the United States is called Obomi. <laughs> <laughs> Obomi. things. It's like... Really? I have to check that out. You should definitely check it out. It's actually, it's unsettling how... How, how much I, that book is like today. And there's a character in it. I'm actually a character in that book. Chad C. Mulligan writes a book that, like, transcends, you know, that basically allows people to have much deeper knowledge than was available before in the whole world. It's like, well, that, anyway. Any good book will do that. I mean, like, yeah, the, of course, my book, humbly, I, I say, hopefully we'll, we'll do that. But we don't know. It hasn't, it there's hasn't, this part of movement, a movement where we're striving it, toward an a deeper understanding of universal morality. And that's a it hasn't broken discussion. yet. It hasn't broken yet. People, you know, it's, people still haven't read it. And... It's part of the conversation though, right? Like once we start having debates as, as to an absolute morality, which yeah. will be actually quite hard to do because people, rather than having these two state hypotheses where you're never like, like certain, they just jump to that state of, certainty and jump on board with whatever with 100 percent certainty mm-hmm. perhaps a premature at times okay this is great i'm feeling a lack of passion in this week's show from myself are you well what uh what's up you know i mean we can talk about it you know well, hug it you want to do a electronic hugging or something over the <laughs> airwaves um, everyone needs a hug, including myself. Um, I'm just, I just been feeling down. I've, I've been really tired. You know, I got a lot of family stuff going on. Work's been tough. Yada yada yada. My creative mind has been has been starved. This has been literally my only outlet. This podcast. So to you listeners out there, thank you so much because like without you, Jen and I would be just like doing the you know, the podcast equivalent of, of jerking each other off, which <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't be good for anyone. So thank you for, <laughs> we, for making... We got some good feedback. Some people said it was yeah. it was awesome and that oh, they were good. entertained by it and that it was really great banter, blah, blah, blah. blah I think blah, it's good. Blah. Like, I want people to start, you know, sending us their life questions so we can answer them. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. Um, listeners, um, if you go to scienceboobies.com, our email addresses are on there. It's Jen at sciencemovies.com, Brian at sciencemovies.com. Send us your questions. Send us any questions or topics that you want us to talk about on the air in any subsequent shows, and, and we will talk about it because no one sent it anything else, so I guarantee you. Because they're too you, afraid of the answers. Yeah, just don't be afraid of the answers, but we'll definitely. That makes me think that people know stuff on a subconscious level, but they're not ready to accept it on a conscious level. Because, like, Fuck if em. they. Fuck them. The, 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 I, I don't care. Rape them? We. What? We knowledge rape them. Uh, well, here's the thing. their delusions are starting to endanger us, right? That's we where can be. Uh, we actually can because because we're getting consent because they are sending us the question. So, so if if you send us a question, don't be pissed if we if we totally, you know, dice up the answer and like metaphysically like you know put it in, inside this like a cryptic cosmic popcorn machine and then take all that the popcorn of knowledge and shove it down in your throat again. Um, that's probably going to happen. So, um, Jen will most likely have a few drinks, um, while we answer your questions and, and I'm not sure about this. But I'm pretty sure in Canada, it, it's easier to get drunk because you guys use the, the metric system. Is that, is that the case? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's about, a you know, we have like a cubic decimeter of wine and yeah. then you're just done. So, yeah, see so a cubic decimeter of wine, and Jen is ready for her second cubic decimeter of wine. And, <laughs> and then she's going to type some Facebook posts for seven or eight hours a day, which I still don't know how you find time to do that. And, Are they getting uh, better? Um, only because they're getting shorter. <laughs> 
because like okay, you you put these these posts on, and I try to follow them, but then after like one paragraph, I'm like, no, 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 she's just do, she's doing this to get people riled up, and if I read it. It's going to make my brain work for nothing. Like, it's going to make – it's like turning your car on and letting it idle and not driving it, and I don't want to do that. So I, like, I skim the headlines of Jen's posts, and that's it. It's not because I don't love you, Jen. It's, 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 listen, it's not because I don't think there's anything valid in your posts. There's plenty valid there. Um, but the people that would find your posts engaging and, and thought-provoking – or probably either like really, really like the the dregs of society, or really like cryptoid sociopaths that are in high levels of power. I'm neither of those things. So, so cryptoid sociopaths and high levels of power and and the dregs of society. The dregs of society. Yes. Yes. So you know I'm what it one is? Of those I just despise the whole. Um, it's not that I don't like being modest. I do like, because real modesty is really important. <clears throat> However, in this culture, nobody has really genuinely any humility. It's just all false modesty. So being gen- genuinely modest doesn't actually get you anywhere. I'm not modest. Um, and I think it's good because the more modest I am, the less opportunities uh, that I allow myself to have. I mean, everyone's always telling me, oh, you know, Brian, you need to be more confident. So, so you know what? My book is probably the greatest book ever written, and it could actually change, change, it could change the path of human evolution if people read it. And I want them to. And well, they have to be forced to comply to it, right? Because the average person, as you said, is stupid, and when when stupid people are allowed to run wild this is what you get all right well a pile of crazy conspiracies and basically it is kind of almost like a the punchline to a joke you can basically prove any you can demonstrate any quote-unquote conspiracy theory that has any merit in about 10 seconds just by looking around today so there's that really easy joke material okay that that made no sense to me, but thank you for eating up 20 seconds of time with that. Um, I'm not going to say the name of my book because I want it to be, I want people to, to seek it out. So if you want to read my book, email me from sciencebobies.com. I'll tell you the name of it. But I swear to you, this book could change the course of human evolution. It's about It's a compassion. great book. It's really good because once okay. people can have a communal morality, which has been obfuscated by a lot of really... I don't think they're good enough reasons, but honestly, unfortunately, a lot of religious people are huge bigots. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, they are. Do you think, like, what do you honestly think is the percentage of Americans that are actually religious? Um, 80%, but of those 80%, 20% actually believe this shit. And I think I told you in a previous episode, if you, if you raided a church, which, which would be hilarious, uh, first and foremost, if you if you raided a church, let's say a Baptist church, brought ATF and ICE in there and just you know just just tackle everyone and line them all up you know outside you know have them you know cuffed with little plastic handcuffs and and, and zip zip ties and stuff, <laughs> and then and you brought out this you know crotchety old you know polygrapher you know with a polygraph and you wired all of them up you wired a hundred hundred of them up, I guarantee you. Nine, at least 99 of the 100 of those people in that church, when asked, do you actually fucking believe that there is a mythical creature called Jesus that's going to come back down and bring you to heaven? And they're, I guarantee you they don't actually believe it. They, they want to believe it, but they don't. And the thing is, the one out of 100 that does believe it, you know who they are? They're the ones that you see creeping around abortion clinics with those with those posters. Those Extremist, are the ones you see. Right? Those are the ones you see hanging out, hanging out near Westboro. Those are the ones you see in the Middle East. You know, it, the extremists. People extremists are people that actually believe their religion's fucking real. That's all right. they are. So, what really needs to happen is the religious part needs to get taken out of it, right? Like no, politics. No, you, you can just tell people 
tell people, be honest with yourself. You know the shit's not real. It's not real. The stuff in the Bible is not real. We've already talked about why you can't do that, and it's because statism, individualism, worship of money, if you don't have a viable replacement, and I guess you could argue... They could join the humans of Earth. Join humans from Earth. This is this is my organization. I actually just opened it up today on Facebook. Uh, look for it, Humans from Earth. Please uh, join it. And um, that's going to be your alternative. So leave your church, leave your bigotry, leave your fictitious, um, uh, misogynistic, um, homophobic, ignorant <laughs> belief system and free yourself Stone and change yourself. What? Stone Age religion? Stone Age religion. And free yourself from the chains of this of this fictitious identity, and and become just a human from Earth. And you'll, you, your eyes will open, and suddenly, you know, you're you're going to find everyone so interesting, and you're going to see what's wrong with the world, which you're going to hate because you're going to see all kinds of shit wrong, and you're going to be like, oh my God, we're all fucked. All this, everyone's doing this crazy shit. But you know, that's the bad part. And you're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to make a, make the world a better place. You won't be able to, to to thrive on ignorance anymore. The good part is. Food's going to taste better. Um, you'll laugh harder at comedies. You'll cry harder at dramas. Uh, you'll have better sex. Um, you, the soap will rinse off you better in the shower. Everything will improve. I'm telling that you. was beautiful to say that. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing that. No problem. I mean, it's true, really, at the end of the day, what people need to ask themselves mm-hmm. is, am I happy? And to what extent is allowing religious people to run the country causing how about not causing problems but how about preventing the solution of many problems how about we only vote for atheists no I'm not saying that because honestly in its own way atheism is a bigger weakness because it goes it just seems like it's a hop skip and a jump away from nihilism from just, no, from just it's not. Everything. Nihilism is a belief system. A- atheism is just saying you don't believe something unless there's some evidence. Unfortunately, well, a lot to, of atheists don't believe in as I've proven for the jillionth time, is unfortunate. Okay. If you can prove it, if you can prove it to an atheist, if you can show data, and the atheist believes your mathematical definition of reincarnation, fine. They're still atheists because. The, he, all atheists mean, really, is that they don't, in my mind, is they, they're not going to believe in something religious or otherworldly unless, there's, unless there's, there's some evidence for it. Unfortunately, okay, so you what have if to science, have... What if science proves that humans need religion to function as a culture? No, no, no. They need hope. They need hope. Right. Hope. So they need something that isn't going to be something that causes uh, moral and social decay, which is no, what no, we're no, seeing no. right now. Almost at the point Jen. of no return in a lot of ways. Because people are starting need... to believe the, like they've drank so much Kool-Aid that they believe the, the tagline now. It's not like a joke anymore. Listen, listen, Benta. They need hope, not hopium. And right now everyone's drugged <laughs> up on it, jamming it in their fucking ears. You don't think people are just like body. numb? They're numb from hopium. Well, you know what happens when you get numb off a drug? You have to have twice as much. So you see yeah, people walking really around with... Yeah, they feel hope when they, when they do that. I think it's more just like of a... Like they're just disconnected and numb. This is another reason why people... This is another reason why religious people aren't satisfied believing what they believe. They're so numb from their hopium uh, that they have to actually go around... And you know, and knock people over the head with their own religion, and you know, and pour their own bigoted, homophobic, you know, misogynistic, misogynistic beliefs down people's throats, like you know, as if they were holding a vat of like of molten lava, you know. Then they're only satisfied if that happens. So they're they're very sadistic in that way. And you become good people become sadistic when they when they become religious. Good people do horrible, evil things in the name of God because if you think you're pleasing God by doing anything. It's going to give you a lot more power to do that than if you're just pleasing a person on this earth. Think about that. Jen, if you thought you were pleasing God by, um, I don't know, by spreading Ebola, you'd probably, you'd probably be fine with it. Oh, I'll spread Ebola, you know. I'm doing God's work. But if I told you to spread Ebola, 
you'd be like, I'm not going to spread Ebola just because Brian tells me to, because that's ridiculous. Brian's just some douche, right? You know, those chemtrail people have, like, special hats made that are, like, just spray away and pray that it pray that it doesn't, you know, I don't know what the hat is exactly. It's just so nihilistic. No, 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 no. false religions. You turn they're into gonna, a fucking zombie. No, listen, they're going to pray the spray away. That's See, that's just paper. like you're denying cause and effect. You're you're committing, like, you are taking an action that's, detrimental to your own self-interest and people seem disconnected from that mm. from the realities and the consequences well, you know of what? their actions fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me fool me three times and you need to go fuck yourself between this podcast and my book and your book whenever it comes out we're going to like dissociate people from their fucked up you know, maple syrup, fucking popcorn version of reality. And we're going to give them the real reality. The reality <laughs> that, that, that tastes like, you know, bleach and ammonia mixed together. The reality <laughs> that, that smells like you just got fired and you just got run over by a truck and you're walking down the street naked and people are slapping you in the, in the face and it's but raining like on you. That's going to be the reality we're going to give you. And it's going to suck, but it's going to be real. I just really feel like everything that's a distortion of reality is, it's like putting a little layer of, putting a Kleenex and then another Kleenex and then the next thing you know you're carrying 15 pillows on yourself. It's a bad metaphor, but it's like a slow sort of gradual thing that at some point it just crushes you. Like hopium. We're going... (laughs) (laughs) We're going in a direction where the truth is being actively persecuted yes. by yes. pieces of shit like Soros. So so he's an enemy of truth. And the the question is really like why the fuck is he doing that, right? Like haven't you have he's you ever probably, felt he's probably a Baptist. Have you ever following... felt more like a goddamn uh rat or yeah, like some sort of test animal? He's probably yeah, I just don't like feeling like a cattle being herded to my own death is what it boils down to. Wait, speaking of that, um, tell me about this this job ending thing that happened with, with you. You 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 were asked to to stop showing up at your job, or is that what happened? Well, obviously, me saying that the only reason why Hatha Yoga evolved uh, was because. And Sikhism, the same, um, was to defend from invading uh, Islamic terrorist armies. Mm-hmm. That can't so, be as politely as you said it. I'm sure you did not say that politely and eloquently. I'm sure you said it. I said it as a joke, as in, okay. like, at work, for example. I said, he's like, oh, yeah, so those guys killed those hostages. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought it was a religion of peace. And Scroll's like, ah. Oh, yeah, I'm like, what the right. fuck is wrong with you? Like, literally, when people are allergic to the truth to that extent, I'm like, I am on the warpath until I find the cause of the obfuscation of reality, uh, of the, the denial of truth. And that, from what I, I mean, so far, it seems to be this fuckhead Soros guy. But, uh, but, I mean, I don't like a straw man, so I wouldn't put it past, I wouldn't necessarily jump to the conclusion that it's just him. I think that the real truth, if you could put the real truth in a bowl like cereal, I think it would taste bad to everyone because the, the real truth is probably so raw and so objective and everyone is so filled full of their own hopium and their yeah. own bigotedness that they, when they, if, they, yeah. if they saw a real truth, even you and I, if we could see true unadulterated truth, we'd realize you know, <laughs> all of Unadulterated truth. Unadulterated truth. I am not going to stop until everybody bows to the knowledge because I'm tired of people thinking that they can play uh, fast and loose with reality and that moral relativism is a thing and that the laws of causality, quote, don't matter. Well, (laughs) they they don't, but that's... They actually don't, Jim, but that's for another episode. I'm not going to argue with you about that right now. Um, we, we all know that you can create causal relationships um, and that um, object permanence is a lie. 
We'll probably talk about that in the future. Of a holographic universe. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, infants have it right. When they see a rattle roll under the couch and they think it's disappeared, they're right. It has. If if that rattle is not affecting any other molecule in the universe in any way, and if it's not being observed, if no photons are bouncing off it, if it's not affecting any, the mass of any other object, it doesn't exist. It's it not there. Itself because what? it's interconnected to itself. Nah, you can't use that as a justification. If it's not affecting anything else, it's not real. Or it's as real as dark energy and dark matter. That by definition that. is unobservable directly, but for its influence on surrounding massive systems. So but what if it does not influence? If the rattle does not influence its surroundings, it does not exist. True well, technically true. anything massive influences its surroundings because of gravity. And yeah, more but- but realistically speaking, realistically speaking, a rattle under the couch is not going to affect in any real way, or excuse me, in, in any measurable way, as you would say, um, anything around it. So really, the rattle being under the couch, the baby's like, the rattle's gone, and they're right. If no one ever looks under that couch for the rattle for all of eternity, then that rattle will have ceased to exist, and only by the fact of us observing a rattle, if we peek our head underneath, will will the waves of possibility collapse onto um, themselves and create the form of a rattle? <laughs> yeah, that's my whole thing about fuckheads saying that the moon doesn't exist unless you observe it. I that's, that's what I believe. Moon. So I'm a fuckhead. I'm a fuckhead, Jen, because I believe <laughs> in the holographic universe. How selfish does a person have to be to think that? The universe doesn't exist without them observing it. It's not just me. Okay, if no one looked at the moon ever, it just then would just not exist. That's so if, That is honestly retarded to think. No, okay, anybody if no one, tell. if no one looked at the moon, you couldn't measure it. It would be unmeasurable, unaccessible matter. No one would even know about it. So in our in our observable universe, which observable universe is a term that's that's used in astronomy and physics and everything. In the observable universe, the moon would not exist, similarly to dark matter and dark energy, which apparently exists, but you can't see it. So maybe through inference we can tell that the moon... What? Yeah, the moon indirectly we can tell exists because of gravitational pull or whatever, but if no one ever looks at it, we don't know what it looks like. It doesn't have any physical appearance. So there's more than one piece of information about the moon. There's... You can think of a, one of the pieces of information as the mass, and that piece of information is instantaneously interconnected. Like one of the failings of the standard model is that mass is instantaneously uh, interconnected. So right there and then, you know, the, the moon is always in some sense pushing or pulling on you, if, however you want to look at it. Okay, so then, what, if, okay. what if, let me stop you right there. What if dark energy, or excuse me, what if dark matter, is simply unobserved matter. What if it's matter that has to be observed a certain way? And if it's not, it's unobservable and therefore doesn't exist. Therefore, it can pass through other matter because we no, don't it, know it how does, to observe it. It exists. It's just unobservable. It, ex- it exerts gravity. So it, is, it possible, a, is it possible that it only exists in wave form? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fact, so, the, yes. There's yes. no reason for it to be quote unquote solid. It's like a neutron soup. Okay, it so it doesn't have a real phase. Like it's unobservable, so you can't say oh, it's a liquid or it's a it's a solid. All you can say is that all of its all of its constituent waveforms, visual m- massive waveforms, are in approximately the same quantum state, which is ds equals approximately zero. You hear this, Jen? You hear this? You hear, you hear what I'm doing right now? Increasing the entropy of the universe? No, you, you hear this? I'm slow clapping. You know why I'm slow oh. clapping? Because hey, I'm you made excited. my... I'm excited. Listen, you made my point for me. You just made my point for me. You said it's possible that dark matter is in wave form. So that means on a continuum, that observable matter is in particle form. Dark matter could be in wave form. And the rattle out of the couch could not exist if it's unobservable. It's, it's all in a continuum. Matter. What? It's manifested matter. It exists yeah. in the 
it can't be man- it can't be manifested if it's not observed. If it doesn't affect Everything anything else. Every observed realm has even solids have a uh, de Broglie wavelength, which is a mass wavelength. So there's a way to make that rattle have wave-like properties, but it, since it's a solid, there's only one way to do it, and it would probably destroy it. All right, let me <laughs> ask you a question. How do you measure the rattle if you don't observe it? There's no way to measure something without If you observing. can't measure it, it has no depth, it has, <laughs> it has no length, it has no width. If it does not have depth or length or width, it in the third dimension that we live in does not exist. So that's why, that's is, how you describe dark matter is like you can't really speak of it having a, a defined shape in the in the it might not dark matter might not fully even exist in a third dimension. How about this? Chew on this. A dark matter might partially reside in the third and fourth dimensions. It exists energetically below and above us. It's kind of an interesting mechanism. Like it generates new mass into mm-hmm. our world. So it, there's mass that comes in from a higher energy state into our world, which comes from dark mass. But dark you mass just, is actually a lower energy state than where we are right now. Okay. Listeners of the show, Jen just basically copied what I just said, but just changed the words. It's, uh, it, it's something that we can probably go through a couple different iterations of how exactly we want to frame it. There aren't that many core concepts. You're a plagiarist. You just <laughs> plagiarized me. I want well, you to give me credit for what you just yes, said. I will give you credit for it. I, I don't you. mind at all. Thank you. Um, I, I know this is off the subject. I know we, we tend to at Science Boobies um, switch subjects, but I'm just curious, like, this job that said, hey, Jen, you know, you don't have to come by anymore. Please don't. That wasn't your only, you have another job, right? Oh, don't worry about, about that part. It's more the volunteer stuff. Okay. So, so you still have I, money when coming I, in. When I, when I was volunteering at OU, I wasn't politically involved. Then they fired me and then I got politically involved and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm actually happy they did because now I can just place all my focus into undermining Marxism and every other thing that's ever pissed me off in my life because now I've found all the people on Facebook who are in the anti-social justice warrior groups. So either we're going to get genocided or some other people are going to get genocided. So I'm hoping to to muster popular favor in the direction of the other ones getting it because we fucking rule and they suck ass. Something tells me you'd find a way to to call this a win no matter what happened. I'm a very optimistic person because I Oh, wait, wait, no, no, that's that's right. What what I just said is right because what am I (laughs) quoting? I'm quoting the whole whole Buddhist thing of um, outcome independence. Is that right? Um, I'm not familiar with that. I I do like the practice. um, Outcome something. I think it's either outcome independence or outcome, like, you don't give a shit. Like, no matter what happens, you're okay with it. If you order pizza and there's too much cheese, you're fine with it. If there's not enough cheese, you're fine, too. So you're not going to get disappointed. So that's kind of what you're talking about, right? Yeah, there's there's a lot of lessons about doing the work as well as you can without the attachment to the outcome, which is yeah, where most that's, stuck. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, once again, Jen has basically just said what I said. And she's well, I mean, I'm, not, I'm hardly the first one to say this. Is I'm just repeating what has been said since uh, right. forever. But I don't think the Buddhists were the first one to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the Buddhists actually, uh, Buddhists are not the, you know, what, what, what do I want to say? The Buddhists are not the fountain of knowledge that they appear to be. <clears throat> I mean, they have a lot of ancient wisdom, but they have a lot of ancient bullshit as well. You agree? You have to. You have to think that pretty much anything. The, the the perspective you have to have is that pretty much anything that you access is distorted in some way as to make it impotent. So whatever power it may have held at some point or should hold has been taken away from it. So. Oh my God! What you said was almost poetic. 
Like the whole notion of nonviolence, right? Him saying mm-hmm. that. It's like anybody with a shred of intelligence knows that that's not, it, that cannot be the sole <laughs> goal. So to me, it's like credibility, not there. All right. So the nonviolence yeah. thing, there, there's definitely a place for it, but it's just so stupid to make that the central, without any context, make that the central tenet. Um, speaking of nonviolence. Like I had uh, an idiot liberal left hard guy come on my Facebook and be like, oh my God, you're so mad, you should be in prison. I'm like, okay, buddy. Like, seriously. Oh, you'd like that because prison would act as an antenna to your psychic powers, especially if it was an underground prison, right? <laughs> Don't tell him that. His fucking head will explode. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying I want to get thrown in a fucking underland, underground gulag. No, I would, I would, listen, I would visit you. If, if you were an underground prison, <laughs> I would visit you, and I would bring you, you know, vegetarian meals and, and all that shit. But listen, I would... Make the best of it like anything else, you know, and if I died, it would be the same thing. It would be like, see you later, bitch. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, you're not going to die. You just, have to, you just have to eat a paleo diet and, and read my book and, and you'll be okay. But listen, 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 listen. We have to do something because the show's coming to an end. This, this episode's coming to an end. And, we, and in the spirit of nonviolence, we have to say a prayer for... I, I, and I don't, I don't mean this ironically or, or jokingly. I think everyone out there should seriously join us in this because – and I know, I know prayers are worthless because because they all get sent back, you know, return to sender, but maybe we should say a prayer for Harambe. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I think that would be so perfect. Can you put that in description? How are you going to describe this show? <laughs> Probably our most sketched out, sketch bag, all over the place show. Right. But I wouldn't even uh, know what the title would be. I will start the prayer off. Um, dear Lord, please. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. We're going to pray to Harambe. Dear Harambe. Oh, oh Harambe, please convey to the Lord our, our, our grievances. And and tell him that we are sorry that you got shot because a stupid mother wouldn't you know take care of a kid. Um, tell you know convey our thoughts to to, to Lord uh, to the Lord that that he will somehow resurrect you or reincarnate you using Jen's scientific mathematical modeling for reincarnation and bring <laughs> you back in the next life um, as Harambe too. Um, and hopefully in a form that's, that can defend itself much more from, from human aggression. Perhaps you'd be Harambe to the lion or Harambe to the cyborg. You know, anyway, if that happens, please give us a sign, oh, oh, oh Harambe. Give us a sign of your, of your return, and, and, and we will worship you because um, <laughs> people on this earth will literally worship anything, so... They will Humans need religion. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they end up worshiping things that are fucked, which is the problem we're in right now. So people just need to admit it and just move on, that none of these egocentric, money-centric, power-grubbing, creepy, child-molesting, priest bullshit religions, mm-hmm. they're, they're just not enough. Like, people are just... The problem is, well... The problem, I guess, from the perspective of the globalists is that people are actually pretty good-hearted. They don't really like to be complicit in horrible actions. Yes, and I just want to add that um, Joel Olstein, Creflo Dollar, and Pat Robertson, because those, those are the only three names I can think of off the top of my head right now, um, are all absolute 100% total frauds, top to bottom. <laughs> they are lying through their teeth to all of their followers about everything. They are piling up their money, the followers' money, and hoarding it, and they're, and they're taking money baths in their house, in a pool, an Olympic-sized swimming pool, full of money that's donated to them. And they're doing breaststrokes and backstrokes in 
the dollar bill pool. And like Joel Osteen, what? Like Scrooge? Scrooge, what are you talking about? Isn't that one from the cartoon, the ducks, the old, the old guy would go swimming okay, in the see. pool of money under his house? Oh, no? You know, I, that, that doesn't ring a bell. This, this tangential thinking, Jen, and there's just fucking pushing Brian off the rails, which you just did. Sorry, I thought that's that. what you were talking about. No, but so so these three guys and oh and the other guy too. Who's the other guy? The the guy that's from like oh what's his name? Um, he has white hair. He's always doing the face healing. What's his name? He he's a foreign guy. Um, Anderson Cooper. Benny Hinn. No, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper um has, has turned over a new leaf. He's not doing that anymore. But, he's um, an agent. Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn, Creflo mm-hmm. Dollar, Joel Osteen, Pat Robertson are all total frauds, top to bottom, mm-hmm. lying to their adherents, stealing their money. Literally all of them should be in jail for, like, grand theft. And they're all accepting tax-free money and, and sipping champagne and, 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 and feeding each other strawberries, you know, and gre- greasing each other up for God knows what kind of heathenistic Christian group sex between the four of them. I don't know. That's just my guess. Probably anyway, some so, vanilla Bohemian Grove wannabe shit. I bet Bohemian Grove is just a cesspool of homoerotic um, conservative decadence. It's probably people who get tattoos for nothing and wear BDSM stuff, but they're actually just like super vanilla. So, yep. Do they think of their face painted too, like in the carnival? Probably, yeah. They're probably walking around with, like, hearts on their cheeks and piercing their nipples and running around naked. Who knows what other type of garbage debauchery they're doing. This is why the religion slant on politics, when really the people who lead the country should be, like, smart and unfettered by emotional, crappy, (laughs) garbage religions. Okay. Yeah. Um, People should have a think about that. They should really think about who they want their leaders to be and whether they're going to accept these religious fanatics. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Jen has run out of steam. I can tell this because her, her, her pitch and cadence has changed and her, her, the effect of her voice has, has altered. And I can tell she's getting <laughs> ready to, to uh, curl up in front of a fireplace. Um, oh, well, thank you so much. Which all, all Canadians do to fall asleep in front of a fireplace of their own making and covering herself with either a union suit or some other flannel attire. And she's going to have a few bites from her, you know, uh, salami and cheese and, 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 um, and, and, and bacon that's hanging from the roof of her cabin. And, um, and then she's going to um, read the Canadian newspaper, some of the highlights, and then she's going to, Cry for the. Cry for the. Um, I'm gonna cry for Rambe, yeah. No, you're not gonna cry for Rambe. You're gonna cry for the multiculturalism invasion of Canada, right? Um, I don't isn't think that, I would cry over that. No. Well, isn't that what the alt right do? Not if I can help it. All right, next week's show, perhaps, will be talking about Jen's new cult that she formed. Um, concerning the alt right. Um, by the way, she'll be accepting donations and um, and, and adherence and money soon enough. Um, we'll, have to think of, we'll have to think of a good name for a cult, though, because we can't call it the alt right because it already already exists. Um, all right. Um, what? Church of Entropy. Church. Oh, you know what? I, I just I can't. That does not roll off my tongue. I'm sorry. It just does not. Okay. Check out Jen's Church of Entropy. The link's on sciencemovies.com. Check out her Gug dance. That's on there, too. Uh, buy a Gug t-shirt. Um, Gug t-shirts will get you laid. Uh, we'll get you a lower, uh, a low interest rate on your mortgage, and uh, we'll save you 50% or more on, on your car insurance, and uh, we'll allow you to use uh, expired coupons at McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's. So Gug keep t-shirt. that in mind as you order the shirt. It's a powerful Gug fucking t-shirt. Sir. Guaranteed to lower her standards by 50%. Yes. Men, uh, <laughs> you men out there with penises that, that, um, that shift to the left or right by two or three degrees, the Gug shirt will straighten them out. They'll be as true as, they'll be as, true as the Northern Star. Um, <laughs> ladies, 
um, with your um, with your monthly monthly menzies. Um, your periods will be more predictable, and um, and we'll have a firm stop and start uh, to where you could almost set the clock by it. And this is from wearing the ladies' gug shirts. So you both have reasons to buy it, men and ladies. Order the gug shirts. Um, and uh, also check out the rest of the episodes of scienceboobies.com or the rest of the episodes of Science Boobies on scienceboobies.com. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher and all the other ones. So you can subscribe, subscribe, spread the word, yada, yada, yada. Um, Jen, do you have any final parting words of wisdom for anyone that's listening? Thanks to everyone for tuning in and hope you're enjoying our little pearls of wisdom here and there and turning your own life into a slightly uh, more tolerable version of hell than it was before. So, yes. Again. Oh my God. We're going to, we're going to hug you. We're going to hug you with our arms of truth. Oh, sorry, yes. ladies and gentlemen. This, it's going to feel like this. acid getting poured on your face, but it's a lot better than actual acid getting poured yes. on your face. Instead of acid on your face, it'll be ass on your face, um, <laughs> which is an improvement. All right, everyone, it's sciencemovies.com. Over and out. Talk to you next time. Goodbye. This podcast is hosted by Jen and Brian and was recorded using the Internet, which is a series of tubes. Copyright 2016 Intentional Sharfing Media Cartel. Music by Bent Sound. Listen to more episodes on sciencespoobies.com. Yes, I said boobies. Goodbye. Now go home and read a book before your brain dies of atrophy.